black brothers and sisters, don't be fooled by the Democrats. Don't be fooled as American citizens by a party that offers you nothing. The Democrats offer two things to the black community today. And those two things are abortion and welfare, nothing more. They are playing a race identity game where they're telling you that you're supposed to support them because they're friendly to black people and Republicans don't like black people. Donald Trump doesn't like black people and his quote base that we don't like black people. And they're going to gin up that support using irrational emotional tactics that are against your interests. Firstly, I would argue that President Donald Trump and his policies have done more for the black community than any president probably since Lincoln. He has created capital and economy, which helps people get into jobs, helps people start businesses, helps them expand business. Obviously, black people want the same thing as everyone else. Uh, to suggest otherwise, quite frankly, is racist. He has uh, shown results, his economic ideas, the tax cuts, the deregulation, so that people can get into business without having to go through an enormous amount of red tape. And this has empowered all Americans I would say, including black men and women. Now, what has the liberal Democrats done for black families? Nothing. They've done their 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 um, their policies have been a negative. We could go back the half a century and look at how welfare, which of course targets the black community. Obviously, there are more white people in welfare, but there are more white people in the population. I mean, uh, proportion to the numbers, welfare targeted the black community, literally, as in you had left-wing groups going out and signing black people up for welfare. Still are, you know, so-called community organizers, people like Barack Obama back in when he started out in Chicago. And getting people on dependency as opposed to supporting ideas that would create economic opportunities. And once someone is on dependency, I don't blame them. I mean, someone's banging at the door and saying, hey, I have a check here for you. Come on out. It's tempting. But once you're on dep dependency, a person loses their sense of purpose, their sense of self-esteem, their sense of being an independent, sovereign individual. It's demoralizing. In addition... Uh, the welfare system started really, which really started in earnest in the 70s, but really got started in the mid 60s. It awarded uh, black women for uh, getting rid of their man in the house. And then it awarded them again for having babies. These are facts that could be examined. These are things that were warned about by Assistant Secretary of Labor, Daniel Patrick Moynihan during the Johnson administration. Um, he wrote a paper on this that's, uh, that's quite famous, where he pointed out that the black family, which back then was intact, about 89%, 
would be decimated by these programs, and it was. They attacked the black church, which was one of the great moral forces in America, which transformed the white church, which transformed Christianity, which is a, a moral force that most people don't have any idea of its power. They corrupted that church with their anti-religion agendas, with people like, like uh, Margaret Sager paying off black ministers and corrupting them with payments and money so that they could allow her to open abortion clinics in black neighborhoods so she could reduce what she called dysgenic races. Talk about a racist agenda. So you have dependency, you've got a lack of self-esteem, you've got a destruction of the black family, you've got a destruction of the black church as a moral authority, and then they put in these huge inner city schools, these really destructive education methods, which make sure that a young black child doesn't learn how to read properly. They get rid of phonics, which is a the way you teach English. English is a phonetic language. You have to learn the vowels and the consonants properly so you can make a word in a sentence and think properly. Instead, they replace that with flashcards and look-say methods, which create dyslexia, which create ADD. They put in lousy diets so that black children are eating sugar and processed foods. And as a result, you have obesity and, and physical destruction of the body and and um, that, that adds to uh, mental and emotional distress. So you've got education. You've got, you know, you, then, of course, they march in. All their change agents come in, the great white administrator, making a fortune on state money and federal money as they build their big government and their nanny state, which is part of their agenda, profiting from it, in order to address the problems that they created in the family, and they don't do anything about it. They just keep pushing the envelope, keep kicking the ball down the road, you know, keep de you know, de you know, basically stripping away at, at black families and a black morality and a black enterprise, black education, until eventually all you have left after their anti-business attitudes, their high taxes, the high regulation, which have destroyed black neighborhoods and you know their welfare, which has destroyed black lives, particularly young men. You've got nothing to do. So as a result, you've got crime. What else could you, you know, I mean, it makes sense to me. You've got crime, you've got drugs. They introduce drugs. That's a whole different subject, how that happens. But then the last line of defense is the policeman who goes out and risks his life and her life every day in order to protect the 95% of black people who are still trying to function in this atmosphere, trying to get a job, trying to go to work, trying to have a family, to protect them against thugs who are endangering them, and they risk their lives to do it. Now they're under attack. So I ask you, think about this when you start hearing all this emotional garbage about Donald Trump. And who, by the way, the New York Times sent reporters when he was running for president to take a look at his businesses. They were hoping to find that there weren't enough black people there. 
not enough minorities, not enough women. And what they discovered was the exact opposite. His businesses are very diverse ethnically and racially. His businesses hire and promote women, you know, and, and women hold very high positions in his company, that he's a lot less focused on those things than may, maybe other, some other companies are. So what did the New York Times do? They decided not to say anything at all. They didn't cover it because it didn't fit this obnoxious narrative that somehow Trump is something against black people. Don't believe those lies. Punish the people who are delivering those lies because they're handing you into a more oppressive system. Vote for Republicans in the midterms because if you don't, and if we go back to the old ways, you're going to have nothing. You're going to have an end to the tax cuts, an end to the deregulation, and you're going to go back to the days of Ferguson and 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 uh, big uh, poverty in, in in neighborhoods where you have people who are genuinely dealing with the very problems that the left has created and that the left wants to exacerbate for their own purposes and to line their own pockets. So anyway, that's my appeal to my brothers and sisters in the black community. Um, I want to thank you for watching. You can check out my books there at Amazon. My name is Chuck Morse, M-O-R-S-E, and you'll find them there. Thanks a lot, everybody. Have a good day.